Hey, it's Pastor Ted Fabianic here from Faith Life Church in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to our podcast. We pray that when you listen to this, you'll be inspired and blessed to reach the best things that God has for you. What a joy. What a joy. You know, 35 years ago, we had a baby son. And today he's ministering in a meeting with me, and to see the transformation in his life. I mean, you don't know the glory of God on his life, but sometimes the glory of God on someone's life is evident of how far they've come. God has brought him out, and God has done the miracles, and God has done great things, and never underestimate that your children are heirs of salvation. Come on, church, come on. It matters. You know what? You can point them in, in the direction of wealth and you can point them in the direction of all these different things and they will end up empty and desperate. Or you can pour your passion in your heart for God into their lives. And whatever they go through, they will always turn to God. It will always happen. And I, I just want to give praise to my God that my three, my children, my three children love God. And that for today, that Jesse is here and just overseeing. I just, I just honor that. I just honor God's faithfulness in our lives. I just, so I just want to say also that Pastor Ted's been ministering for the last four days in Queensland. He's having an amazing time up there and he sends his love to you and he sends his, his, uh, his blessing on your lives. And I know today is going to be a, an important day because I'm going to give some, some just some ground, um, grounding onto why we fellowship. Why do we fellowship? Why are we, why do you, why does the church go to church? Have you ever wondered why did the church go to church? Why does the church go to church? And today I'm going to answer that question. But let's just open up our hearts to the Lord. Let's honour the Holy Spirit here. So every time that we gather to, together, the Holy Spirit is drawn to us because we come in the name of Jesus. And He's drawn to us. He's hovering. Pastor Ted has prophesied over our lives. The Holy Spirit's coming. He's hovering over your life right now. Right over your life. You don't maybe, maybe you don't know what is going on tomorrow. You don't know about this week. You don't know about what's going on. You've got questions. But today, Holy Spirit is hovering. You've come here. And you've gathered in His name, in His house, in His church. And the Holy Spirit is here. And so, Father, we honour You today. We honour Your presence and we honour Your Word. Your Word is living and active and it's powerful. It's a double-edged sword in our life. It begins to dislodge things. It begins to put us in the right path. It begins to highlight the areas of deception that we've been in. Highlights the work of the enemy in our lives. It exposes darkness and it begins to reveal truth. And so, Father, we thank You today for Your living Word. And we honour You as we come around your word today in Jesus name. So let's take our seats, get your Bibles out. Get ready, get ready, get ready. And I want to also just welcome those online and and I encourage you to take some notes if you can. Take some notes. 
What a great start we've had to the year with Ted's, Pastor Ted's uh, incredible message last week on supernatural acceleration and that God is, again, moving on our lives to restore things that have been lost in our lives. Oh, thank you so much, Paul. Oh. Kelvin, thank you so much. Um, so let's have a look. The Word of God declares... Let's go to the scriptures. I love the scriptures. Okay, and we're going to look at one scripture. Our passage today is in the book of Acts, chapter 2 and verse 42. And I'm going to read it quickly in three different versions. In the Passion Translations, the Word of God says, Every believer was faithfully devoted to following the teachings of the apostles. Their hearts were mutually linked to one another, sharing communion and coming together regularly for prayer. Let's look at the same verse in the New King James Version. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in the breaking of bread and in prayers. And now have a look in the Living Translation. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' doctrine, teachings, and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper and to prayer. So today I'm going to answer the questions of what does fellowship. I'm going to draw a couple of those words out. One of them is the word fellowship and one is the word devotion. And we're going to look at that, look at how these words impact our lives and how we saw it unpack in the New Testament in the early days. And you remember what this was written after the great outpouring of the Holy Spirit. It was prophesied in the book of Joel that in the last days I'll pour my spirit upon all flesh. And here we are on 50 days after Passover. Jesus had died and buried and he ascended to heaven. And now he's told the disciples, you're not to go anywhere. You're to go into that upper room. You're going to go into Jerusalem and you're going to wait there. You're going to wait. You're going to wait. And they waited and they waited and they waited. And suddenly the power of the Holy Spirit came upon them and clothed them and tongues of fire sat on their heads. Actually, the picture there is the tongues of fire is like the, the remember when the Israelites were in the wandering in the wilderness, there was a big pillar of fire. That pillar of fire divided up on each of their heads, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they were baptized, and they began to speak in, in language that they hadn't learned. They began to speak. The, pro- the problem that they had was they couldn't understand it, but in the city, people from all over the world had gathered there, coming together, and there were people from all kinds, and they heard their own languages being spoken by these ordinary people, the mighty acts and works of God. And what ensued was that they were baptized in the Holy Spirit and they went out and Peter began. He, what did he do? Got out there. He began to preach about what happened. He talked about Joel. He talked about the power of the Holy Spirit coming on your sons and your daughters and the dreams will happen. Visions would happen. Miracles would break out. And he, he, he preached the gospel to them. And then he said, you know what? You want to enter into this kingdom? The only way you can enter is to believe on the Lord Jesus and be baptized. That was the initiation. And guess what? 3,000 people responded to that one message. And the church was birthed by the baptism of the Holy Spirit, by the power of God, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And so now we see, now we see, they came together. So initially the power of God was manifest. The power of God moved. And guess what? Now they began to devote themselves to this fellowship. They devoted themselves to fellowship. 
So what is it that they were devoting themselves to? They devoted themselves to fellowship. And this word wasn't existent when they were writing. So they used a Greek word called koinonia. Powerful word. Koinonia. And it has many dimensions to it. But if you track the word koinonia all the way back to Hebrew, it even goes deeper. And some of the definitions that they had, this word talks about commitment. They they were committed to the the partnership of that early church. And it's actually the word commitment. It means that they were They were benefactors of this gathered group. They also contributed. They were involved in giving. They were involved in the contribution. They were involved personally. They devoted themselves to the contribution, to the collection. This this exhibited proof of fellowship. I am part of this. Therefore, I give. I am devoted to giving to the house. I'm devoted to giving. They were not onlookers. They were involved. They were partnering. It was a personal conviction. It was not something they just attended. They didn't come to a sports club. You know what? You've got hundreds of people go to football. But do they know anyone's name? No, they don't care about anyone's name. It wasn't a party. Go there, lose a couple of kilos dancing in the night, and then go home. No, it wasn't a party. It wasn't even a barbecue. It wasn't even a, a dinner party. No, this fellowship... Is completely elevated to a new dimension. This, this, uh, this fa- partnership. Also, the word fellowship means communion. And we've had communion. There's something very intimate and very personal. It's about intimacy. It's about closeness. It's about sharing. It also is the word for connection. It means to gather. It's a priority of their life. I've got to be with the people of God. I've got to be with these guys who got baptized in the Holy Spirit. I knew Johnny when he was like peddling and he was stealing and he was thieving. And I knew that person, you know, Sally, when, when, when she was on the streets. I knew these people. And now look at them and look what Jesus, I have to be with them. I must be there. They devoted themselves to connection. They were also, it also means the word communication. Do you know when you come and be a part of this fellowship, you must communicate. And every wife said, oh, hallelujah, Jesus. (laughs) That was a joke. That was a joke. But it means that your contribution, that you're known, that you're valued, your contribution is known. What you think is important and, and your growth is important. Communication means fellowship. Community, the distribution to the needs of people is part of the word fellowship. You take that one word fellowship up there and it's if, if it actually means that you are looking out for the needs of others. You are attentively eyeing out. Is there a need? How can I help? Because Christ in you is looking for the need in others and how he can meet it. So he wants you to be part of the distribution. Hope dispenses. The right hand also. What do you do when you meet someone at church? There's two things you do. You shake their hand. It's the right hand of fellowship. That's, that's actually a pledge. You give your right hand or you kiss one another with a holy kiss, the Bible says. And that was a sign of affection and, and fellowship. 
So this is so important. And even the elders, when we, we take in partners here, what do we do then? We give them a right hand of fellowship because we're going to give you everything we are and we know you've pledged everything you are to us. The right hand. It also talks about celebration. So in the word, when we go right back to the beginning of the fellowship was when everyone went out into the fields and they cut down all the wheat, they cut down all the food and they began to celebrate and they began to worship, they began to sing and they had meals together. So in the word fellowship is singing, worship, meals. Isn't that interesting? So within the whole, the whole message of the one word fellowship are these key five core values. There's a few extra ones there. Celebration, commitment, connection, contribution, and community. And I was floored. Why? Because this week was the first time that our five core values was all down to one word, fellowship. I never had seen it before. And the Lord began to speak to me. He says, it wasn't by, by accident that you named those five core values of your church because embedded in it is the nature and the culture of the church of Jesus Christ and is that we are a body of fellowship. We fellowship together, and it's very, very unique. The word devoted means to continually do something, be devoted to something continually. It means to attend. It means to be attentive. It means to give. It means to be in your heart. You're actually connecting into what's going on. It means to be instant. That means you're, you're switched on. What's going on in my, my church? What's going on in my family? What's going on? What's happening? We're instant. We're not. It's got nothing to do with me. No, we're switched on. That's what it means. It also means to be earnest, committed, persevere. It means that we're not just turning up and leaving. We interact with one another. When we come into the body of Christ, we interact with one another. Let's have a look at the next slide. You know, it's important for us to understand that the earlier church did not just have fellowship. They devoted themselves to fellowship. To fellowship. They gave themselves to one another. They gave themselves, they committed themselves to one another. They served one another. They gave themselves, um, and it cost them something because there's something that happens when we pour ourselves out to, to someone else. The early church knew this wisdom, knew that by the anointing, that as they gave themselves to something, the anointing of Holy Spirit would begin to work in them. It would not just affect them when they go to church. It would start to affect their family, their relationship, their, their, their spouse and their, and their distant, their friendships. Everything is affected when you start to understand the power of this fellowship. Fellowship is about being devoted to the fellowship. We do not go to church. We are the church and we are devoted to one another. We are devoting ourselves to the body of Jesus Christ. For the early church, it was not a social event of having a meal together and hanging out. No, 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 no. It was so much deeper and so much richer. It was where the body of Christ gathered together, where the Holy Spirit was drawn. Do you know, every time you come together, every time we gather, and it takes us as much as two or three people, the Holy Spirit comes. 
and you can expect miracles and healing and encouragement and spiritual gifts to be released. Every time you come, there should be an expectation of a God moment, a God encounter, a God um, touch on your lives. Every single person, you know, and they come in one accord. Why? Because Jesus is the center. I've been to dinner parties and you go and it's like, it's, that's what it is. It's a dinner party. It's wonderful and everything, but it's not the fellowship that, that the Bible is talking about. We're not just coming here and setting up and getting here at 8 o'clock in the morning and doing all this because we go to church. It's because you matter. Your life matters. Your walk with God matters. We want to set the stage up. And we want to create a place where you can encounter God, that you can press in, you can touch him. And you, those things in your life that you're having difficulties, that the manifold wisdom of God can, can expel every work of darkness over your life and that you can be set free. And that you can, you can see that the power of God manifest. And the early church did it this in this corporate setting and also in small groups. It's absolutely vital that every one of us devote ourselves to the fellowship corporately and to the small life groups. Why? Because of the intimacy of those groups are so powerful. It's absolutely impo- important. Everyone needs to have this encounter. The devotion to the gathering together, to fellowship and to the unity is so important for us. This is where not one person, you know, it's the only place. Have you ever been a part of a club and there's always someone who doesn't fit in and they're a bit awkward and a bit odd and, you know, and we learn this kind of technique all the way into grade school that we pick on the little kid and we pick on the little one. But you know what? It never happens in the house of God. It does not happen in the house of God and it should not happen in the house of God. It shouldn't happen in our life group. There's no hierarchy in the, in the church. There's one king and one king alone and all of us are his body. Everyone, listen to this scripture. This is the scripture that I love so much. Hebrews 10, 25 in the Passion Translation says, This is not the time to pull away and neglect, abandon, meeting together as some have formed the habit of doing. In fact, we should come together even more frequently, eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate the dawning day, the day dawning. Here, Here the Apostle Paul is writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So if the Holy Spirit is saying to you, don't make it a habit of not coming to church because we're not coming to you. Don't forget to devote yourselves. When you pull away, you're now no longer accessing the fellowship and you need to, you need to be there. And the Bible says, the Bible says that when you come to church, you need to bring something. He's not talking about your money. He's talking about a word of encouragement. He's saying you need to come with the intention to, God, I want to bless someone today. I want to pray for someone today. Every one of you here is a minister of the gospel. That Bible says it in Ephesians 4, that every one of us has been called to fulfill the ministry of God. And, And that's the truth. It's not the people on the stage, not myself, that is the, the pastor. It's all of you are ministers. And we get to equip you so that you can minister. Number one, the first place you minister is in your fellowship. That you are a minister of the gospel in your home. 
You're a minister of the gospel where you are. And, and in this fellowship is your training ground. This is your fellowship where you learn. This is the fellowship where you understand how to operate. In your small group is a, is, is a place where you start to practice it. Practice until you become perfect at it. Practice, practice, practice. Encouraging, giving a word of knowledge, praying for somebody. Practice, practice, practice. As you give yourself to others, something happens in your own life and something glorious outworks. There are good habits and there are bad habits. And one of the bad habits is they, oh, do I, do I feel like going to church? I've grown up my whole life in church. My father was a deacon who used to close the, 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 the doors at the, the little chapel where we were. And one night we went home and we were all standing there. He goes, where's Stefan, my brother? He's 18 months and it was asleep under the second row. And we had left the building and gone home, 20 minute drive until we realized he's still asleep on the front row, under on the seat. So back dad goes there, you know, but we grew up in church and we grew up, you know, that we did life. We, we went to Bible study, we went to prayer meetings, we did all that, we went to the camps, we did all of that. Why? Because my dad and my mom taught me to be devoted to the fellowship, to be devoted to you. I was, I was raised to commit my life to you. I was raised to devote everything I have to you. What are you raising your children to do? I was raised with the knowledge that I have been born for a purpose, and it is the ministry of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Every one of us, every one of us, we have been born, and that's what I want... Today, I want to shift something and impart something to you that you've got to shift it around, that you just didn't get a ticket to heaven. You have been anointed and appointed to be a minister of the gospel, and that is to hear. You need to start to minister to one another. You need to know everyone by name, not just me. You need to. You need to be part of a life group that's dynamic. I want your life group to be the best because you're in that life group. You're going to turn up on time. You're going you're to be there. You're going to be eager. You're going to be present. You're going to talk. You're going to contribute. You're going to connect with people. You're going to love people. You're going to meet people's need. That's what you need to do. That's what fellowship is. Fellowship is something that you do, not that you go to. You don't come here. You don't just come here, warm up you, and walk out of here. That's not what you're called to do. You are a vital minister in the house of God, a vital person. And that's the thing. You cannot allow the dullness of this world to take you away from fellowship. They devoted themselves to the doctrine. Listen to this. This is where they were taught the word of God, his doctrine. This is Christ's doctrine for life and living. Do you know that Jesus was given, given the doctrine that he gave to us from the Father? He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't spat ideas. He didn't just talk about stuff. God downloaded the doctrine of the Bible and he gave it to us. So when you hold the word of God and you start sitting in it and reading it as a group, it is a holy thing from the mouth of God. It is the power of God under salvation. It is the word of life that as you start to honor that and you start to do it and you honor it by studying it, by living it, living it out, it will release power. Listen to this, 2 Timothy 1.13 says, 
allow the healing words that you heard from me to live in you and make them a model for your life of faith and love for the anointed one grows even more. Guard well this incomparable treasure by the spirit of holiness living with you. You've received the word. You've got to guard that. You've got to protect it. You've got to love and love the fellowship. Amen, church? You know what else? They were devoted to sharing meals and communion. Why do we do communion? You know, in some churches, they only do it once or twice a year. And I have been so challenged by the Holy Spirit, you need to do it as often as you meet together. I mean, it's in the life group you should do it. On your own, you do it. Why? Because the enemy wants to take away the things that keep our focus. Keep your focus. Keep your focus. And how amazing was it today just to hear Jesse share around it? You know, and some of us, you know what? Some of us need to have an awakening. Some of us have just been lulled, lulled to sleep by the enemy. Just don't worry. Don't rock the boat. Let me rock, let me rock you. Let me rock you. And just, you know, don't get, you know. But I'm telling you, the Bible says that in the last day, there'll be a great falling away. There'll be a great falling away. They won't hear the word anymore. They won't, sit, they won't have a desire for God. And there'll be a falling away. And I don't want any of you to fall away. I want you to be ardent and hot and passionate for Jesus. Hot and passionate for him. Allow his word in your life. Allow him to, to minister. L- listen to the scripture. If we keep living in the light, this is 1 John 1, 5 to 7. If we keep living in the pure light that surrounds him. Now, that means you've got to get close. Let's live close to the Holy Spirit. Let's live close to God. If you live close to him, we share an unbroken fellowship with one another. If there is unbroken fellowship in your life, and if you are offended, it means you're far from the light and you need to get back into the light. The blood of Jesus, his son cleanses us continuously from all sin. I tell you, it's so powerful that when we walk in close to him, We are so close to one another. We are in fellowship. And the blood of Jesus is active in our lives, continuously washing us. We don't have to have offenses. We don't have to be, you know, oh, she said that, he said that. It won't even touch us because we would be in the light. So we have to be understanding that. That is important. The next slide says, they were devoted to prayer for one another. Healing manifested. The word fellowship means healing. It means that when you come to fellowship with one another, when you are in the, in the moment of fellowship, there's a power to heal. There's healing. And gifts are exercised in that. This is a place for the power of God to be released. And you learn about the power of God. It doesn't matter what your background in. When you come in and you've been baptized by the Holy Spirit and you've received the entrance and the initiation into the family, into the fellowship of God, there is power at work from you. And you can learn to minister. You've been anointed to minister. Each one of you have been called to the ministry by the Holy Spirit. And you, you are there for others' needs. If you would just come with the focus that you are there for someone else, you will enter a new dimension. That you come with something for someone else because our world has taught us it's all about me. And the spirit of rejection is something that we come against every single day. 
this spirit of rejection says, oh, nobody likes you. Nobody will talk to you. See, nobody talked to you today. Did anybody talk to you? No, nobody liked you. See, see, you're not wearing the right thing. You're not doing the right thing. You See, you didn't turn up, so they don't like you. See, everybody, look at the way they're looking at you. See? And this, this chatter, this chatter, this chatter, this chatter. It's a spirit of rejection. And just say, shut up. Just shut up. It's not truth. It's not truth. It's an absolute lie. But these spirits come in and they what they assignment to do is to break fellowship. To stop you giving yourself to the work of the ministry, giving yourself to fellowship, to community, giving yourself to contribution, giving yourself uh, to connecting with people, giving yourself to loving one another, serving one another, and giving yourself to, 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 the, to the bride of Christ. Do you know the Bible says that when you love one another, you, you're loving the bride of Jesus Christ who he died for? You're, you're displaying the love of God. When I'm loving someone, I'm displaying that I love and cherish his bride. We're loving him. When we pray, we're devoted to praying for one another. We release the healing power. Ephesians 6, 18, 19 says this, continue, pray passionately in the spirit as you constantly intercede with every form of prayer at all times, praying blessings of God upon his people. How many of you today got up and said, God, bless your people. God, bless your people. God, bless the children this morning. God, bless the youth this morning. God, bless the musicians as they come. God, bless the intercessors as they come. Bless all those that are coming. God, bless all those who are coming to set up church this morning. Bless the pastors. Bless the life group leaders. Oh, God, bless, Lord, the, the people that are sitting on the, on, the, on the sound desk and on the, on the media. Bless, Lord God. Everyone is serving the hospitality. Bless the drummer. Lord, bless the musicians. Bless, Lord God. Lewis, Lord. Bless this God. Bless the team, Lord God. Bless, 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 bless. Or are we going, oh, you know, I wonder who's turning up. Oh, you know, I don't even know if I feel like going to church today. Oh, you know, like, you know, I had a really busy week and oh. Because we've been called to pray passionate, building yourself up, getting into things. What are, we, what are we listening to? You know, what are we listening to around us? We are listening to the Holy Spirit and start to get in alignment with the Holy Spirit, come into fellowship. We give ourselves devoted to fellowship. We're devoted and the power of God will be released on your life. You, you have no idea what's, on your, what's coming your way that as you do that, the Bible says, and pray also that God's revelation would be released through me every time I preach the wonderful mastery of um, the wonderful word of God. Can we have slide 13 up? Yeah. Let's have the slide up. That we will pray that the revelation, when you come to church, I need you to pray for the pastor. And I want you to pray for him and say, Father, Allow your word to be released through his mouth that we can receive the word. We can grow together, that our fellowship can grow together. This is so powerful. There's so, there's so much in it. There's so much in it that in this fellowship, the word actually, there's a word in Hebrew and it goes all the way back into the word in Egypt. So when they, when they were in Egypt, there was, a, there was one of the plagues that was sent 
and it was a plague of swarm. It's the word swarming. The word swarming is fellowship. And it's like, what? Why? Because when these particular fire or pharaoh ants swarm, what they do is to survive, they reproduce. And then what they do is they all have to travel to a new location. And when they swarm, they link up with each other. They literally link, 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 link. Arm to arm, they connect to each other and they form a raft. And then they can go over, over the waters. And usually this happens when they, we're swarming, is when there's floodwaters. And guess what? The fellowship of these swarming ants, these fire ants, lift them above all the circumstance and they just float down to their new location. That the word fellowship there is that when we link together, we can survive anything. We can overcome anything together. We can do it, church. God has given us the power of fellowship together. That when we come and we celebrate, the anointing of God is here. And it's building us up. It's encouraging us. We are not of the world. We are from the Father. And we are anointed by the Father. And this idea of fellowship is his heart. And you know what? That means that if someone's got a need, we are there to help let me just, one more thing before I nearly finish. Um, fellowship also means, side 14, um, that we meet the needs of, pr uh, practical needs of others, that generosity flows. This is the heart of Jesus, that we see the needs. For so many of us, when we, when we pray, it's for ourselves. It's for what we need, what we need, what we need. And God wants to shift that and say, no, I will supply all your need. Now have a look at out. Look at who's in your group. Look at who's in the church. If there's a need, meet that need. 1 John 3, 16 to 18 says this. Oh, let's just pick it up, verse 17. If anyone sees a fellow believer in need and has the means to help him, yet shows no pity and closes his heart against him, how is it even possible that God's love lives in him? Beloved children, our love cannot be abstract theory we only talk about, but a way of life demonstrated through our loving deeds. His love is demonstrated because we are devoted to fellowship. I'm devoted to you. How do I help you? How can I, how can I minister to you? I'm praying for you. I'm studying for you. I'm giving for you. I'm, I'm turning up for you. I come on time for you. I'm, I'm doing this. I'm, 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 I'm using my gifts for you. And if we all understand that is what it means to be part of fellowship, God's idea of fellowship, what's God's idea? is that we come together because he's the one that initiated fellowship. He is the true fellowship and it's his heart for redemption. He created mankind for fellowship with him, for fellowship with him and for fellowship with one another and for fellowship with his son. Man was created for fellowship. You know, we were called to fellowship in his son, Jesus Christ, 1 Corinthians 1.9 says. He was so passionate for you. He was willing to sacrifice his son so he can have fellowship with you. And when we have fellowship with God, we have fellowship with the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and the bride with one another. And that is what we are. We are devoted to this fellowship. Mankind was created in the God class so he could fellowship with God. 
You can't have fellowship with a dog. The dog's not going to talk to you. I'm sorry. There's a whole fixation now on animals being man's best friend. It's a great substitute for some people. But I love the body of Jesus Christ. I love the church of Jesus Christ. I love that I can see that there's God's transforming your lives and moving you and shifting you and removing things that have been against your life and that you understand his love for you. Church, it's wonderful. It's wonderful to be in the house of God. It's wonderful to, to have relationship and fellowship. You know what? Here's an example. You can have a relationship like a husband and wife. You can be married. But maybe there's no fellowship there. Maybe there's no communication. Maybe there's no meeting each other's need. Maybe there's no devotion. Maybe there's no intimacy. No, no sharing. You see, you can have relationship with God and no fellowship. And I really want to speak to you now and just say that this is here at God wants to draw you into fellowship with him, that you would know him intimately, that you would know Jesus intimately, that you would understand the Holy Spirit and know him intimately, and that you would have fellowship and be devoted to the fellowship of the brethren, of the fellowship of the church. God is calling you to move in, to come closer, to move in to a place of fellowship where there's intimacy, communion, communication, connectedness, closeness, so that you're not standing there just watching and looking and waiting. You're not just in a relationship. God is calling you into fellowship, into divine fellowship with him, divine, and that will activate your fellowship in the church, that when you come, you're coming to brothers and sisters, you're coming to the body of Christ, that we come in. If, if, if you don't know my name, come and talk to me. If you forget my name, that's all right. 20 years later, if you still don't know my name, just come and talk to me. I'll tell you my name. I'll even wear a badge if that helps. <laughs> we, need to, we, need to, we need to move in this year. I just believe it. I, I, I believe that we've got to move from the crowd, you know, and maybe move a little bit closer to the communion, com, com, the community, and move even a bit closer to people who are, yeah, that's my church, committed, and we need to get right into the core of our fellowship. We need to get right in the center where you're loving and flowing and moving into fellowship together. Amen. Amen. I think it's wonderful. So today, that is the power of Koinonia, that every believer, every one of us here now and today needs to be devoted to the fellowship, to following the teachings. We need to be devoted to the doctrine. We need to be growing, growing, growing. Come on, guys. You're not going to grow by just attending. Go home, open your Bible, read the scripture, read it, read it. Ask the Holy Spirit to minister to you. Grow in the word. If you don't know how, you contact me. You talk to a life group leader. I would love to see everyone here in a life group everyone connected. So every time we have life group, guess what we're going to have? We're going to have community. We're going to have closeness. We're going to have fellowship. We're going to have communion. We're going to pray for one another. We're going to love one another. We're going to eat together and feast together. But it's the whole thing together that means fellowship. And God has called you and I into fellowship with him, with his son, with the Holy Spirit, and with 
each other, with each other, that this is the year of fellowship. This is the year where God wants to hover over you, bring illumination to understanding why does the church go to church? Because we are the fellowship. We are the, fat. We are the family. Why do you go to church? Wrong question. The, uh, the early church didn't just have fellowship. They were devoted to the fellowship. So let me pray for you right now where you're sitting right now. Let's have the band come up, taking a little bit more time. But it's been a wonderful presence of God here today. God has been moving and just doing something so amazing. And I just pray that the word of God today would just quicken you. And maybe there's been some habit that you just, you just attend. I don't want you to attend. I want you to be devoted I want you to devote yourself that the Lord's day is the Lord's day and that I'm going to come and commit myself to the Lord's day to come and bring something. Every time I come, I'm going to bring something. I'm devoted to my house. I'm devoted to the church. I'm devoted to, to the brethren. I'm devoted to fellowship. I'm devoted. Um, when I even go and I sign up, I'm going to sign up. Why? I need to turn up to life group. I need to bake some, some food or make some cakes or uh, bring some food. I want to come. I want to pray. I want to develop laying on hands and seeing miracles. I want to activate my gifts, activate, activate in my life the things that God has um, deposited within us. So let's, oh, church, let's just, let's like right now just make a fresh commitment. Just make a fresh commitment. If you know that you just want to really make a fresh commitment to being devoted to fellowship, I just want to raise your hand as an act of worship to God just right now. Lord, just take us to the next level right now, right now. There's hands everywhere. Come on. Church, this is a year of devotion to fellowship with the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and with the church and with one another and with the bride of Jesus Christ and honor what He's doing in our lives. And Father, I just pray right now over every single heart and every single life, Lord, that today the Word will be activated in there. Lord, that, Father, You would just release, Father, all um, oppression in the name of Jesus. You would release, Father, all guilt and frustrations and distractions. You would just begin to minister and pour Your anointing, a Holy Spirit, upon every heart. That this year, Lord, will be a divine reset. I see it in the Spirit. God is resetting things over your life. God is resetting things. You've done things in a mode, an operation. And God says this is an upgrade. You're going from the analog to the digital. You're going to actually have an upgrade in the way you perceive church. You're going to actually have an upgrade in the way that you do things. And you're going to start to do things out of the Spirit. You're going to do things out of the anointing. And you're going to begin to see an unraveling and a, and, and a, a release over your lives. And even as you begin to, to minister to people, you're going to find there's going to be a new upgrade. And a, new, a new flow of the Holy Spirit. You, all the old and the tired things are going to come off your life and you're going to be able to flow fresh in the name of Jesus. And Father, we just thank You for Your Word today. We thank You for Your Holy Spirit. We thank You, Lord, that You have called us into fellowship, Lord God. Father, we don't go to church, Father, but we are devoted to the fellowship. We're devoted to You. We're devoted to Your cause. We're devoted to Your Son and we're devoted to the Bride. And Father, we praise You in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Come on, church. Why don't you stand as we just finish with a song of worship? Amen.